guess what? It's my birthday. Woo woo! You cannot believe it. 50 years old. Well, this is going to be a fun episode because I'm going to share 50 lessons that I've learned in my journey as a homeschooling mom. And there are some funny things. There are some insightful things. There are some things that make me a little emotional because I know what it took to learn those lessons. But hopefully this is going to encourage you and bless you and hopefully make you smile as well. So grab your favorite drink for me. Uh, my family laughs at me because I love sparkling apple cider in a beautiful glass. So if you have some of that, go ahead and do a toast. If not, whatever you have, do a toast for me. And let's dive into this episode and talk about the 50 lessons that I have learned. And let's be completely honest, that I'm still learning on this homeschool journey. Let's do it. Hey, homeschool mom. Are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masik, and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready? Set? When I thought about doing this episode, I thought, how am I going to come up with 50 things? There's no way. It's going to be so hard. I'm going to be at a loss. But once you start reflecting and writing and looking at journals and just all of that, I realize I have more than 50. So to narrow it down to 50 is challenging and not to keep you on here for 50 minutes is the challenging part but i'm excited about this episode because it helped me just to reflect on some of those lessons that sometimes you don't remember that you have learned or that impact you or that matter and sharing it with you hopefully will help you as you think about what you're learning right now because you may not even realize all of the amazing things that you're learning and so I hope this is going to encourage you and help you to start keeping your list start to think about those things that where your growth basically from where you were when you started to where you are right now even if you just started last year even if you're starting right now start to think about those things that you are thinking and you're gonna see the growth in that you're gonna see how you're stretching and learning and so I'm excited about this episode but before we jump into this, these lessons that I'm going to share with you. I want to do our usual check-in. So how's your day going? Are your kids driving you nuts or has it been one of those smooth days? <laughs> I know how challenging it can be. And yesterday was one of those days. It just kind of, and it was my fault because I woke up after the kids because I just laid in bed and thought, eh. It's going to be my birthday tomorrow. I can do whatever. I don't know what I was thinking about that, but then it just went from 
thing to thing to thing and I won't even tell you who had an appointment to get to and I was running late and you know what you do you know what your foot does on the um, on the gas when you're running late and all I would say is praise God that he loves me because <laughs> when you see those lights it's not great but I'm not gonna go into that but I'm pretty sure you can figure out God is good. I am thankful. And some lessons are, you know, as I thought about that, it made me realize that some lessons are harder to learn than other lessons. So that definitely is a harder lesson. But if you are having one of those days, trust me that you are not alone. So hopefully you have found a moment for yourself. I want you to grab a cup of coffee or your tea or whatever your thing is. Or if you're trying to multitask, go ahead and do that too. I always, you know, think I'm going to sit down and have these quiet moments. And sometimes, you know, I'm listening to the podcast when I'm washing the dishes or when I'm cleaning the toilet bowl or folding clothes or something like that. So however you're doing that, I just want you to remember to take a moment and breathe. Sometimes you have to do that more than once. No matter how your day has been going, I hope that this episode is going to bring you some real value, some laughs, a few aha moments, and lots of opportunities to inhale and exhale and just take that moment. So you ready to do it? Let's dive into the 50 homeschooling lessons that I have learned. And truly, I've only been learn, um, homeschooling for... 10 years, a little over 10 years. I've been in the classroom and at schools for longer than that. I started, when did I start? I'm going to tell myself, 94, 95, I don't know, something like that. Uh, but these lessons, I believe some of them I learned before I started homeschooling, but I think that's what happens. There's so many things that you're learning before, the things that are happening to you basically before you start homeschooling, before you have children are impacting when you have children and when you homeschool. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to relate to these. And so we've, we're going to try to put it all in here and not keep you forever. So you ready? Let's dive in. Number one lesson, flexibility is your friend. We have to expect our plans to change because it's all a part of the adventure. Number two, pajama days are permissible. <laughs> That just means that sometimes you can homeschool in your pajamas. I have actually stopped doing that. I will tell you that. But I do know that it's okay. I haven't, I don't do it anymore just because I started listening to this stuff about like working out, getting in shape. And they were saying, get up, put, get dressed, put on your workout clothes if you're going to work out or your day's intention. But listen, if you need to homeschool in your pajamas some days, understand it is totally okay because sometimes that's the best dress code. Definitely, you want to be comfortable. Number three is that learning happens everywhere, not just in the space that you create for your homeschool. 
recognize that it happens throughout the entire day so it can happen in the kitchen it can happen when you're in the in your child's room for just a quick second it can happen when you're in the living room watching a television show watching a movie it can happen in the car it can and it will happen everywhere so even though we call this homeschooling recognize that it's just life learning we're just doing this every single day and the most important thing is it all counts so you can count that number four it's probably one of the most important ones don't compare just care remember that your family is unique and that's wonderful and so whatever you see anybody else doing don't use it as the barometer for what you should be doing or to make yourself feel bad because you're not doing it number five we're on five number five mistakes are welcome we cannot get into the mindset that all of this must be perfect that every part of this must be perfect you must have the perfect lessons the perfect all of that because that expectation is going to make you miserable when you make a mistake and you will make a mistake if you have not done it already and sometimes you don't even realize you're making a mistake until later but when you do remember that they're just learning in disguise that's your opportunity to learn and to grow number six this is an important one like seriously important chocolates chocolate chocolates may be consumed of course this is for teaching (laughs) but seriously i i think it was a doctor that told me this that a piece of dark chocolate every day is really healthy that's all she had to say i got it i know how to follow directions <laughs> number seven books are your best friends because they're going to entertain your children and you they're going to educate them and they never talk back but really they really are your best friends because every single thing that you want to teach your child for the most part especially the academics you're going to find it in a book so you don't have to feel like it has to come from you you can find the book to help you this one is key in our family dance breaks are necessary friend you have to just shake it out it is good for them it is good for you it is good for the environment and here's a bonus tip it's good for learning it actually helps the brain learn better so embrace the dance breaks whether you can dance or not do it and speaking of embracing embrace the mess that's number nine because learning can be messy and that's perfectly fine and when we talk about messy we're talking about in the physical environment but also the journey to learning something can be really messy can be all over the place and if you're not careful and you think it's going to be linear and it'll look one way you can get discouraged and stop it's going to be messy and that's okay number 10 teach life skills you are homeschooling your child for whatever your reason is but I'm thinking part of that probably is in preparation for life so recognize that you can teach the cooking the budgeting the basic repairs chores whatever those things are you can teach all of that and just like I said with all learning it counts it matters you're going to be thankful and your children are going to be thankful that you included those life skills as a part of their learning number 11 one size doesn't fit all but here's the thing it doesn't fit all for your children because we're constantly we know that for our children right we recognize that okay I can't do the same thing for this one child who loves dolls as opposed to this other child who loves trucks 
But the other thing we want to embrace is one size doesn't fit all for us as homeschooling moms. So just because 15 people in your co-op love the same curriculum doesn't mean anything is wrong with you because you don't. Or that they're all doing a certain thing, but you're not doing it. It's okay because different approaches are going to work for different families, different children, different moms, different situations, different seasons. One size does not fit all. Number 12, field trips can be in the backyard. What? Seriously. You can explore and make that walking outside in your backyard just as entertaining and as amazing as a field trip. It's, it's easier when they're younger because you can go on hunts and scavenger hunts and all of that. But basically this one is not just that the field trip can happen in your backyard, but just recognize that you don't have to, we don't have to make everything a production. It's okay for it to be simple and something that is doable, but it can still be amazing. Number 13, even teachers need homework. What? Yes. As the teaching parent, our homework is continuous learning when you think about the things that you have to teach your children and you think i do not know that i didn't learn it in school this is the time where you can learn it you can learn it with them at the same time that they're learning and you can also take some time to prep by learning some things there's times when i've wanted to do something we were learning about i think it was vikings i think it was the vikings ones and i wanted us to make this thing that they were talking about and i honestly didn't understand kind of how they were connecting it and so I had to do a quick ref and I want to say refresher because I'm sure I learned about Vikings but it felt like a brand new thing and I had to learn about Vikings the I think it was maybe a night or two before to be able to teach them and that's okay because we need to continue to enrich ourselves to learn more and it's actually exciting when you think about the things that you're learning that you didn't know beforehand and think, speaking of excitement, number 14 is that every subject can be fun. So I have started to embrace that. The, the subjects that my children think are ho-hum, that I think are ho-hum, I look for the fun. I search for how can I make this enjoyable for my children and for myself. So I, I'm always joking about algebra. And one of the things I had to look for was how can I make algebra hands-on? Is it possible to do hands-on algebra? And I tried for that. Number 15, tea time is educational. I grew up drinking tea for everything. That's just my parents are from Guyana, South America, which was um, taken over by the British. And so tea is a huge part of the culture, of our culture and that culture there. And so we have always done tea and so incorporating that into our homeschool has been wonderful tea time teaches patience appreciation how to enjoy a good cup of tea and it allows you to relax and them to relax in the beginning if they're young they may not like tea so you can either do it lukewarm you can even do iced tea in the cups or you can do hot chocolate even though it's not tea in their cups but it's good to do that around definitely in the winter time um, we did we do tea all year round I grew up doing that but you can do it with story time you can do it with anything really but it can be very educational and you they're learning something because you can't you can teach manners during that time life skills all of that but we believe it is educational uh, number 16 is that we can use our resources and our use resources can be our friends our families online material and I joke about it but it's very true that 
Google is my assistant professor because I'll say, ask, I'll tell them, ask Google if we, we don't know something. And now we have um, Alexa. And so we can just ask Alexa. She's the other teacher. And now people are also telling me that I need to hire AI because AI can answer some questions. But the bottom line is user res use your resources and have zero guilt about doing that. Number 17 is something that I do want to do, and many of these you'll see again because I'll do episodes on them, but this one is key. I started writing an episode on number 17, which is that boredom breeds creativity. Do not be afraid to allow your children to be bored during your homeschool time. I am not afraid of them being bored because I know that boredom is the birthplace of the best ideas. It's funny to me how they'll be so bored and you give them 20 30 minutes and before you know it, you're like what it's because they know that if they tell me that they're bored then I always say well I've got a lot of stuff to do so I'll bring you in and do that and they might have to do some chores with me or do some work or do some cleaning so they know that they have to find out something to do when they're bored so do not be afraid to let them be bored right number 18 this is key and if you have not learned this as yet you will learn this because I had to learn this the hard way community matters we cannot do homeschooling in a silo. And so connecting with other homeschool moms really can be a lifesaver, not just for those physical things that we might need to pick a child up or take a child there or whatever, you know, something like that, but that emotional lifesaver that you have someone that you can talk to that understands what you're going through and can encourage you, can inspire you, can pull you up when you need to be pulled up that can just be there for you. So do not neglect community because it is so key. Number 19, I love this one. And it is, it's really a part of my personality, but it's something I've had to really lean into as a mother and as a homeschooling mom. A good laugh fixes most things. So this is the thing. When in doubt, find the funny side. Number 20, appreciate your children's pace. Every child learns at their own speed. And even though we know that, that can be hard when A, we have different children that learn at different times. So if you have five children and the first two children learn to read quickly, and then you have the third child and they're, they're nine and 10 and kind of struggling still, you can start to really try to push and say, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with them? And have a lot of pressure and expectation there. So we have to remember that they all are going to learn at their different speed for different subjects. And we want to continue to move. And it doesn't mean that if they're struggling that you don't do some things. But one of the things we have to do is remind ourselves. And I've had to do that over and over and over again. Remind myself that each one of my children learn at a different speed, have different desires have different wants for this thing and so I have to go at their pace rather than my pace number 21 and I love this one and I I continue to I've learned it but I feel like I continue to have to have refreshers that God is in the details my faith our faith has to guide us in even the smallest aspects of our education and that has to be one of the biggest things that makes me want to continue to homeschool my children because I remember that I can infuse God into every aspect, into every struggle, into every win, into every subject, just infuse all throughout because we're not just teaching their brains, we're teaching their hearts. 
right? We're ministering, we're discipling their hearts. So God has to be in every detail. And if we allow him to, we actually can find him in all of the details. This is one that I say quite often, but I'm kind of just saying it in a very different way. <laughs> and that's just to remember to graduate yourself. When you are celebrating your child's achievements at the end of the year, we've got to remember to celebrate ourselves. And I do believe, you know, that you hear me say this all the time about the, uh, celebrations and being able to celebrate those wins. And so we can get in the habit of just kind of doing that throughout that throughout the school year but not actually looking at what we've been able to achieve if you have been working really hard to get through some aspect of the curriculum and you did yes if you taught your child how to read like that's a huge achievement because now you have some tools in your toolkit about how to teach reading if you relied heavily on the curriculum you've learned some things so now you can graduate to not relying so heavily on it. There's just so many things that you can celebrate about yourself. And I want to encourage you to celebrate your achievements as the parenting teacher, as the teaching parent, because it's going to help you to see your growth and seeing that growth is going to encourage you and it's going to empower you and it's going to build your confidence. So we want to continue to graduate ourselves as our children are graduating. And the reality is, Think about how much we actually are learning. We're teaching all of the subjects. We're learning a lot of that stuff, especially if we have more than one child. We're just learning it again and again and again. We've got many iterations of it. And so now you hear yourself talking about things in history that you're like, how do I know that? When did that happen? Number 23, embrace the questions. We can be afraid when we're teaching something that we're not 100% confident in, that they're gonna start asking us questions and then we're gonna really, really feel stumped and it's okay. What I've also learned that isn't here but is a part of this question thing is it's okay to say I don't know. I've really become comfortable saying, you know what, that is a good question. Let's find the answer to that together. Or you go and look here, here, and here, and then come back and tell me what you find because I really want to know the answer to that. It's okay to say that. Number 24, we're almost halfway there. I'm teaching character counts. I love that I get to see the character of my children in every situation, in their learning, in their struggle, in their play, in, you know, their up downs, their downtowns, all of that. I love that I see that because then I can look at what needs to be taught and we can teach things like kindness. We can teach things like empathy and we can talk about their faith and all of that can be infused as a part of the lesson. So it, I don't have to feel bad about pausing whatever academic thing I was seeing if I'm seeing a bad heart issue or something like that and I love that so know that that counts number 25 one of the things that was challenging for me especially when we were in Florida was being outside in that heat but I'm telling you nature is one of the best classrooms I have embraced being outside now I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that this is exactly the truth in the summer months because I'm not a summer girl but all through the fall in the winter <laughs> in the spring we are outside learning so much questions really being able to talk about God's creations but just all of the science all just the study skills everything that comes out of taking time in nature has been wonderful and it, it affects attitudes too so you just kind of go out there and 
adjust attitudes and so I love it I've been able to I truly have embraced nature I wouldn't call myself a nature girl but I do like to be outdoors because I feel like it's taught me so much and it's allowed me to teach my children so much number 26 is that music makes memories this is so fun for me I love to make up songs all day every day about every subject and it really does enhance learning. It gives us an opportunity to do dancing if we want to, but like we do a lot of memorization and it helps with memorization. It just, it's just, I love it. I, I absolutely have been doing uh, music teaching and learning with songs for my entire career. And it is one of the best strategies ever, which is why so much of what children learn are in songs and place to music. So it is use it as much as you can and what's great is now you don't even have to come up with your own stuff because almost anything you can find on youtube or somewhere that somebody has already come up with something that's fun and listen when you're doing these songs it doesn't have to be anything perfect it can just be silly songs i um we were going to camp one day this summer and i was talking to them about being able to walk away and pray and my youngest son said oh that rhymes and I was like it does and then we made a song and then we started singing that every morning before I dropped them off <laughs> because it's silly like that but that's okay it works number 27 is that if you have ever done a science experiment at home then you know that whatever it is you think it's supposed to do it's not gonna do it <laughs> so that's the lesson I have learned is that science experiments will go wrong but what I love about it is those are where the memories are made and that's where most of the learning happens because then we get to explore. If we don't allow it to, you know, make me get upset, like I just went through all that, we can start talking about why didn't that work. And that's science, right? That's the discovery and the exploration that you want in science. So just embrace that the science experiments will go wrong. And if you have stayed away from science experiments because they're just you feel like they're just too complex and they've got too many layers and all of that, try some simple ones. It doesn't even have to be necessarily aligned to like what's in the book. Find a book of like funny science experiments or um, simple science experiments. My, I have three boys, so they love messy ex science experiments, but they, you can find things with even just stuff around the house and there's something about that that just intrigues them. My little girl too, it will just intrigue her. This year coming up, I've really been spending a lot of time one of my goals my one one of my goals every year is to find what interests them and make sure that I infuse that throughout homeschool in their lessons and their learning but one of the things I'm trying to be even more intentional about this year is some of those things that I've tried to stay away from how can I make it a part of as much of their lesson as possible. So for instance, my daughter loves slime. She's on the slime thing. She's been on the slime thing. I was kind of waiting to see if she was gonna get over it, but she's not, that's what she wants to do. And so I've been looking at how can we do more science experiments with slime? How can I learn about the structure of slime? How can I help her to use that as the, the starting point as I'm assuming that would be physical science. See, I'm telling myself, but so that's what I've been looking at. And so we, we, can recognize that in those science lessons it's going to be memorable and that actually makes me think about number 28 is we want to encourage their passions if it's something that's out of your comfort zone and it wasn't necessarily that slime was out of my comfort zone but if you've ever had slime um harden in your carpet then you know 
<laughs> that you're just like, ah! Or um, she was doing clay and I forgot the other type of material it was. And my youngest son loves um, expeditions with rocks and gems and like digging. So there would be all of this um, dirt and stuff throughout. And so that was challenging. But what I know is when we encourage their passion and make us get outside of our comfort zone it actually makes learning even more enjoyable for them and they get even more excited there is so much that i want to share with you within these 50 lessons that we have to break this into two parts so we are going to dive into part two the remainder of the lessons that i have learned over the past 50 years not of homeschooling but of life so until next time Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mom, Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.